Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, use our unique gifts to make a massive impact on the world, and let our souls finally take the stage. I'm bringing you all the nuggets of wisdom I've discovered on meditation, mindful business, and spirituality. I'll be connecting with other creative entrepreneurs who have manifested outward success by doing inner work. Success comes from within. Let's go on this expansive journey together. Hi, my friends. I am coming to you for a solo episode today, and we are going to cover a lot of stuff today. I didn't even know what I was going to be talking about. Honestly, it's been very difficult to figure out and and really tune in and listen to what I'm supposed to share as I navigate my own downloads coming in and my own personal work and shadow work and really trudging stuff up during this time. And I want this to be so beneficial for you as you're navigating these times as well. So I'm going to do my best to filter through some of the stuff that's been coming through for me, the synchronicities that I'm seeing, the things that I'm hearing, and my own experience and application of some of these these concepts and topics. This is a spiritual podcast. I do talk about conscious business practices because I am a business owner and I think that spirituality at the foundation and the core of our business is what's going to drive forward the new paradigm of business and also the new paradigm of culture that we have been craving and wanting to see, which is <sighs> such in a monumental shift right now. I mean, you can see it, you can feel it, you can taste it. It's everywhere. And we're going to get into some of that today, talking about core values, shadow work, the Bodhisattva path, um, duality is something that's really coming up strong for me um, and digging into that much deeper and understanding the separation that we're experiencing right now, um, the polarity that we're that we're observing and experiencing and feeling in our communities, in the collective, in our own personal minds. I mean, it's very present and it's been a big part of my studies and personal um, journey in the past several years. So what better time than now to really talk about that and channel some information. I'll get myself into a state where I'm just going to let some information flow through me. I I feel like I know this stuff. It's it's in there. And oftentimes when I do this, when I record and I'm I'm purely just allowing myself to be an open channel, I learn so much too uh, by listening back to my own medicine that I'm that I'm giving uh and receiving that back to myself. So Thank you for allowing me to share this platform um, in this way so that we can all grow, so that we can all learn and we can all feel more connected. Okay, so the first thing I want to dive into is the concept of core values and having them be 
at the forefront of your mind, at the root of your business, and at the center of your heart. This is something that I teach in my Five Pillars to Cultivating Identity workshop. It's a body of work I've been working on for about a year now, helping people to understand the difference between taking away your ego and upgrading your operating system to be running on a subconscious programming that is from your highest self, from your truest nature, which is love. And cultivating our identity, one of the pillars is identifying your core values. So often we don't even know what we fucking stand for. We don't even know. And if you're listening to this going like, I don't even know what my core values are. Trust me, don't worry. I'm not judging you at all. I, this is something that I've become more and more aware of. Um, and I always kind of knew what I stood for, but I didn't really take action. I didn't really lean fully into it until about a year ago when I got very, very clear on what these things were and what they really mean to me and how I can incorporate it into the expression of myself, into the way that I attract clientele, into the way that I attract the communities around me, into the way that I bring people into my inner circle and my world and my life and um, the body of work that I choose to do for my career um, and my life. And it all comes from this foundational element of core value. And when we can know what they are, we can lean so deeply into them in a way that feels comforting and held instead of afraid and unsure and un and, and kind of shaky because we don't really know why we're doing what we're doing. And it can be really overwhelming and chaotic and we can find ourselves in situations where we've attracted uh, situations around us that we're we're not into that we don't like and um, it's really simple to figure them out but you've got to go a little bit deep to figure out what is it that I would actually stand up for what things are non-negotiable to me that I 100% want to be a part of in my life that will make me feel fulfilled, purposeful, like my life has meaning. And it's not about you. It's about something much bigger than you and much more expansive than your, your immediate life. So for me, my, my main core values are love, unconditional love to be a little bit more specific, service, speaking truth, and integrity. These are like the core, core, core root of my self, the things that I create, the things that I'm willing to be a part of. Um, and these things are non-negotiable um, for the people that are around me. So anytime that I'm working with a brand or a company or a person or a client or an affiliate, anything, any, anyone, anything, any thing that exists, entity, 
if they're not in alignment with my core values, if they don't believe in these same things, and you start to be able to read the energy of it too and trust your intuition, trust your gut, um, because they're so ingrained in you. They're so deep in, in within you that it makes it very easy to say no. It makes it seamless to say yes. And you have so much more trust because at your core, these things are rooted. And some of the things that you'll find that you value that you want to stand for are things that you've either overcome, experienced firsthand, or just cannot sit back and allow it to not exist. So for me, unconditional love, it stems from a place of really having to learn what it is to love and having such an absolute confusion with what love was my whole life. And when I finally figured it out and started to understand it and embody it and believe it, my whole world has completely changed and it's still a work in progress. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I always completely am in love with myself and all people. It's a practice, but it's something that I value and I honor and I hold very sacred and I expect people who I'm around to have that same belief that unconditional love, meaning there's no conditions, not I'll do this for you if you do this for me, or I, I'll, I'll love you if uh, you fit my profile of what I deem acceptable. No, none of that. Non-judgment, compassionate, equality. Those are the things that I embody in unconditional love for all beings, all my next one is service. I'm here to do work. I've known it since I was a little kid. I am here to be of service. I am here to help people. I'm here to be a teacher. I'm here to guide. I'm here to share. That is my role. It's written all over my, my birth chart. Like There's no denying it. I can't run away from it anymore. Service is in my DNA. It is what I'm for service to the earth, protecting the sacred motherland that we live on and inhabit, and all people, being in service to all people as much as I can, however I can, in whatever ways I can, that I'm called to, that I hear, that I feel, that I, that I see. Speaking the truth is incredibly important to me. Honesty and integrity and this deep importance to me to only say things that are pure and not be spilling bunch of junk anymore and I've spent a lot of my life doing that you know just word vomiting speaking to be heard speaking to be seen um, speaking from my ego speaking from reaction speaking from a place of fear scarcity lack jealousy all of these things and I've come to realize how damaging that can be and how it's part of the problem. It's a huge part of the problem and that I have been a very large part of the problem. And when we start seeing these things outwardly where we're like, oh my God, I can't stand this or I don't like that. It's a reflection of what's going on inside, right? I've, I've done a few episodes talking about the mirror effect, how what we see in our reality, what we perceive to be true in our world is a reflection of us. We are just reflecting outwardly. 
So that was a huge part of me discovering that that was a core value of mine was integrity and truth, speaking truth only. And it takes a lot more pausing and listening than actually speaking, which is kind of interesting because it says speaking, but it's a lot more being quiet and being slow and being mindful and being conscious than just talking to talk. There's a lot of that out there. And um, that is a very deep core value of mine. And I tend to really love being around people who hold that very sacred as well, that importance of using your voice, but only for the purpose of it being embodied in truth, whether that's true to you or the universal truth, um, that it's slow, mindful, and from a place of love and compassion, always. I'd invite you, if you haven't started to discover what your personal core values are to you, um, to start getting that down and not memorizing it like you would a flashcard or something like that that's just you're wanting to ingrain it and then forget about it but really embodying them and using them as a filter I found a lot of these things to be true to me through doing shadow work through looking at my own shit through looking at and observing the way that my subconscious was operating and I look at my subconscious as like my sponge it's what I've consumed, what's been inherited, what's ancestral, what's been in my life since a child. And it gets ingrained in us and we start to react and be on autopilot from that place. And when we start to do this shadow work, it really just means that we're going into those darker spaces, right? The void of our mind, the subconscious, the space that we don't see every day. It's there, but it's in the shadows of us, right? It's operating there. So looking at that place and becoming the observer of the way that we are behaving and the way that we are reacting in our automatic responses to things based on emotional attachments, traumas, whatever it might be, helped me to discover what I wanted to change about myself what I wanted to shift into, what frequency I wanted to vibrate at, what I wanted my operating system to be running on. And I want my operating system to be running on my core values. And so in order to do that, it takes some looking at stuff, right? So for example, unconditional love, I had to look at where am I not loving myself? What do I believe love is? Why do I associate specific things with love when they cause me to have suffering? Why do I feel unworthy of love and really taking a trip down that road to discover what were the things that had happened to me or I had perceived or I had taken on? from someone else or someone else's energy or someone else's experiences and thought forms and their own programming through our parents and really looking at that and dismantling it. And what I'm going to talk about coming up is duality because we start to look at it as who we are, but it's not who we are. Our programming is not who we are. 
Our programming is simply that. It is programmed into our subconscious mind. And when we start doing this work, going into the depths, really dredging it up, observing it and choosing, are you going to stay or are you going to go? It doesn't mean block it out of your memory. It doesn't mean that you can't um, ever remember it. It will still exist. It's the relationship that we now have with it. Is it going to run me or am I going to run it? I being my pure, most loving self. Small I being my ego. I can give you an example within my business of how this has impacted me so deeply and so richly understanding these things. Um, For a long time, I was trying to build a business off of, if I can do this, then I'll get this. If I put in this work, I know that I'll get this return and I'll have the financial status that I want or I'll have the image that I want. And so I would do things with the expectation of an outcome. I would do things because on paper they made sense or on paper somebody told me that that's what I should do. When in essence, when I started stripping that away and looking at it going, I feel fake. I feel unfulfilled. I feel like who the who am I? Why am I doing this? Like there was not enough. It was good. Like I had a good intention. I had a good heart. I wanted to be of service. I wanted to be helpful. But at the root of it wasn't enough of true me, of pure light beingness. It wasn't enough. And when I started to look at that, I realized that it had a lot to do with worthiness and if I do this then they'll like me if I put this out then maybe I'll get more followers if I do this and I provoke this then maybe I will you know get enough attention and shine and that was a huge indicator when I started observing myself and really uh, journaling a lot and writing down my thoughts and 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 channeling with myself my inner my inner guidance Noticing that these are things that are very deeply subconsciously ingrained within me because I was judging myself. I was not being unconditionally loving to myself and I needed to figure out how to to shift that around. And really all of my core values really tie into each other and how they play off one another because speaking my truth was cloaked in a facade I would dress it up right like I would say the things I wanted to say but in a way that made me feel safe that made me feel like I would fit in and that was not getting me to where I wanted to be either right so I had to look at that part of part of me and go why do I care so much Why can't I just say what I want to say or how I want to say it? And then that begs the question, well, how do I want to say it? What do I want to say? And having to strip that all away until it's almost completely naked uh, to find the truth in it. And when you do that and you strip it all away and you just keep asking these questions and ask the question, 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 deeper, 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 you're left with 
what is really important here? And that is how I navigate my business now. What is most important to me? What is the most important thing for me to say right now without wondering if people are going to judge me or question me? I started to realize that my core value was being of service. And how am I being of true service to the people who may need what I have if I can't even be what I'm saying they should be? If I can't even take it all off. So that led me down the whole road of being integral and honest and undivided. I am you. You are me. I'm not above you. I'm not the teacher. You're not the student. Which brings us into duality. And this was something that someone brought up in our Instagram stories. Thank you so much for giving input and sharing what you'd like to hear on this podcast. But duality is something that I've been studying for quite a while through my spiritual path um, that's really centered in Eastern philosophy and um, Buddhism primarily is what I study the most in yogic culture. But duality is something that's very prevalent in a lot of the teachings that I've learned and I didn't ever really know it until I started coming up it just you know how something things like that just start to appear and you're like oh I know that oh that's what that is oh that's what they said oh that's what they meant you know through my teachers and uh, people that I've studied with and mentored me and I'm like oh my god I know this stuff and I have a book that my first teacher my meditation teacher told me to read And when I first started reading it, it was very difficult to read. It's called Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism. And it's a very, very in-depth book about how to not get tricked by your ego into thinking that you have become an enlightened being, (laughs) essentially. And there is a lot of depth of knowledge and wisdom on duality within this book. And I think it might be helpful if I just read to you one of the passages about duality and what it actually is, because we live in a dualistic world. We live in a world that has separation. It's very clear. It's very evident. And we can see it within our communities. We can see it within politics. We can see it within racism. We can see it so clearly now especially during this time of quarantine when things have been very illuminated, things have been very magnified, and it's very present. And part of the practice of the bodhisattva path, which I didn't really realize I was on, but apparently I am, (laughs) is to become awakened and to become aware and without fear, keep walking that path. Keep on going into a deeper and deeper compassion for all beings and forgiveness in all ways. And duality in our, on earth can be very difficult because we our subconscious programming, especially when we don't have a core valued found ba- foundation, can be really difficult to navigate because we get very sucked into this is right, that's wrong, this is good, that's bad, come on my side, not that side. 
um, this is the way should, things should be. No, they shouldn't be this way. You can see it's very opposing. And surprise, we're in Gemini season right now, starting on May 22nd until the middle of June. And Gemini is the twins. Gemini is duality embodied. <laughs> it is it is both sides of the coin within. So during this time, duality is like, hello, here it is. Look at it. This is what's up. Um, and we're being forced to decide, can we transcend duality and return to oneness on planet Earth? Or are we going to remain divided? Um, there's a lot of other astrology. Astro astrological things that are going on right now we have three planets in retrograde venus jupiter and saturn which are all very revealing right now to us um, situations within love within expansion and can we expand at this time or are we going to contract we have an opportunity for that and within our structures and our systems and our disciplines there is a lot of shit happening right now. And so realizing duality, understanding it, and making the choice if that's something that you're going to partake in or if you're going to walk the bodhisattva path or a path at least of choice from your heart, right? Choice from your heart. Continue listening to your heart. So I'm going to read to you a little passage from Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism so that you can better understand what duality is. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about transcending duality and how we can navigate this during these really tough times. Okay, so this is on the topic of duality and the beginning of duality and how it exists and how it is an illusion. This development does not take the shape of a solid entity. Rather, this development is illusory, the mistaken belief in a self or ego. Confused mind is inclined to view itself as a solid, ongoing thing, but it is only a collection of tendencies, events. In Buddhist terminology, this collection is referred to as the five skandhas, or five heaps. So perhaps we could go through the whole development of the five skandhas. The beginning point is that there is open space, belonging to no one. There is always primordial intelligence connected with the space and openness. Vidya, which means intelligence in Sanskrit, precision, sharpness, sharpness with space, sharpness with room in which to put things, exchange things. It is like a precious, spacious hall where there is room to dance about where there is no danger of knocking things over or tripping over things, for there is completely open space. We are this space. We are one with it, with vidya, intelligence, and openness. But if we are all this all the time, where did the confusion come from? Where has the space gone? What has happened? Why are we not one? Nothing has happened, as a matter of fact, we just became too active, our minds, in that space. Because it is spacious, it brings inspiration to dance about. But our dance became a bit too active. We began to spin more than was necessary to express that space, our egos. At this point, we became self-conscious. Conscious that I 
and dancing in the space. At such a point, space is no longer such, space as such. It becomes solid. Instead of being one with space, we, begin, we feel solid space as a separate entity. It is tangible. This is the first experience of duality, space and I. I am dancing in this space, and this spaciousness is a solid, separate thing. Duality means space and I. Rather than being completely one with the space, this is the birth of form or other. So in, the, in this type of work, in this expression of the skandhas of vidya, of the primordial intelligence, it is just space. We are just light. If you hear people say, I'm just love and light, we are just that. However, we, our minds started to become so busy, so full, so this taking on, taking on, filling up subconscious, right? Our ego has gotten so strong, so powerful that we have created separation between the whole and who we identify as, who our identity is, we believe we are. And so therefore, we start to separate ourselves from others and we start to believe that we are different when in fact we are the same. When in fact we are all one. Oneness, wholeness, vidya, primordial intelligence, the light. That is who we are. We are not, I am Kelly. I am a speaker. I am a teacher. I am all this stuff. I am taking up this space. I am in this space. I am the space. You are the space. We are the space. We are one with earth. We are one with each other. We are one community. We are one world. We are one everything. Okay? And that is how duality begins. We start separating ourselves. We start forming tribes. We start forming groups. We start forming and drawing lines between opinions. We have parties. We have different states we have different countries everyone is separate everyone has different opinions and then we create the collective right then we have this collective group of ideas we have this collective so there's like mini collectives and then there's the one collective right when you say tapping into collective consciousness collective intelligence that is the oneness that is who we are we are that and then everything else is just a reflection of that and that's why it's so important to understand this during this time. I know it's very complex and it's very deep and it takes a lot of studying and, and surrendering and trusting that this is the truth to transform our subconscious and upgrade our operating system to these beliefs because it is so ingrained in us to have separation, to have an identity, to say this is who I am. And when you take all of that away, which a lot of us have had happen at this time during quarantine, we've had our jobs taken away, um, we've had our identities taken away, what we do has been taken away, so what are we left with? And that creates a lot of fear because we don't know who we are without identifying with who we are, especially if we don't have a deep resonance of core value at our root, at our root chakra where we feel safe, where we feel connected with the earth, with the oneness, with who we are. And it can be very scary and very vulnerable and exposing. 
And so we start to pin each other against each other even more than ever. And um, I think that that's what's happening right now. I think that we're seeing that happen on a collective level because that is what the collective consciousness, that's what the oneness has consumed for such a long time that it needs to be upgraded individually but individually creates the wholeness, the oneness because we will remember that by doing that work, we are contributing to the whole. That's why it's so important. Yes, do the work on the individual level, but share it, express it, connect um, in a loving way because at the end of the day, we are just reflecting back to us. We're just reflecting outward what's happening inward. On the Bodhisattva path, there are six transcendental activities which take place spontaneously and create pure compassion. The first one is generosity. And it's not generosity and I have to give more than I have. It's giving what you can, how you can, when you can. If you have a willingness to give, if you have a willingness to share, then share it. It's not being afraid to receive anything, right? It's just purely giving because you can in any given moment. The next is discipline. And it's not discipline in like I have to suffer and put myself through these hard things so that I'm in a rigid box. It's not like that at all. It's actually having no structure at all. And you just innately do the right thing because you are completely and utterly moral and never thinking about yourself completely selfless always just doing things because it's the right thing to do out of the complete goodness of your heart that kind of discipline the next is patience and patience in a way that you never expect anything just never expecting anything so you have complete patience if you don't expect anything then You don't have to be waiting for anything. Very hard to do, (laughs) I know. But these are just practices that can be embodied or worked towards or just becoming aware of, right? Am I being patient right now? Am I expecting something right now? Do I have an expectation attached to something right now? And just mindfully reflecting on that in our every moment and it becomes much easier and easier the more present we are because we can observe without judgment and upgrade our operating system accordingly in each moment making the next best choice not right or wrong but best the next is energy and it's a joyful energy this energy that creates momentum and moves us forward because you're so in awe and love of the creative patterns of life that one thing leads to the next and to the next and that just this constant flowing of energy moving forward and through and around and by and it's just such an amazing beautiful thing to observe that energy moving and shifting and molding it's this energy of not ever looking at anything as it's uninteresting kind of like a little kid right you're like oh my gosh look at this dirt it's so cool it came from the earth right it's that kind of energy that joyful childlike wonder about all things 
that helps us to stay in the present moment. Specifically on the Bodhisattva path, um, the Bodhisattva takes a vow that he will not attain enlightenment until he's helped all sentient beings attain the awakened state of mind or Buddhahood before him. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty dedicated earthbound journey, this path. And it's a interesting, you know, it's definitely not for, for everyone, but it's such an interesting concept and perspective to look at and something to just remind ourselves of that these things are all available to us. And if we practice them, if we embody them, we can just feel so much more peaceful and trusting in that there's something much bigger working and moving through us. Next is meditation. And this is Diana, which literally means awareness or the being in a state of awake. So for everyone who's like, oh, you woke, woke, right? That's that's Diana. <laughs> is this constant state of meditation or bliss or supreme mudra gazing that uh, subtle shift in attention where it's very one-pointed and everything is just being observed very slowly and mindfully um, taking it all in and that's something I think we can all practice more of right slowing down breathing relaxing the eyes relaxing the body relaxing into the moment in all moments and when we're tense we're relaxing again when we lose that sense of presence relaxing again keep relaxing into the present moment always maintaining a state of meditation right you're always meditating on and in the moment meditating on life in life and lastly is knowledge or prajna which basically means super knowledge and it's this knowledge of seeing the truth and also knowing the truth becoming into such a state where you can see outwardly the oneness and you can feel inwardly the oneness and the two are reflected within each other. I don't have all the answers on how to fix the world that we're in right now to be honest but I do know that returning to these things and leaning into our core value, understanding what it means to be in an awakened state and how we can continually return to that state to upgrade our subconscious to start operating more from that place automatically instead of trying so hard to figure it out I think will help us out a lot a lot but it's going to take a lot of work and it's going to take us on an individual level so if you've listened this far thank you so much for hanging in there with me I know this was a lot of information and maybe you took some notes or maybe you want to go back through and listen to a few things, but these are some of the things that I practice that I strive to incorporate into my life in different fun ways, um, which I share through my collective membership and I share on our IGT IGTV channel on Instagram and also through my classes and one-on-one -on -one work. This is the foundation of what I want to share, what I want to be a part of, what I want you to be able to find comfort and peace and um, trust in as an offering during this time. 
And this is the stuff that I think will help us through. I think that we're stronger than we think. I think that is very true. And we're going through a time of great revealing and a great mass awakening. And that's what's happening. And the more we can lean inward, turn inward, do this work, we will see a shift. We just have to hold the vision. And if it feels hard, that's why we find our people who are on the same path. We're from the same pot, cut from the same cloth. Here we are. (laughs) So my friends, if you like this episode, please help me out by sharing it in your stories on Instagram or leaving me a five-star review or a comment on iTunes. That really helps me out to help more people be able to listen to this podcast and me to continue doing this without ads and for free and all that fun stuff. So please, please, please share. Um, I greatly appreciate it. And let me know what you think about it. Let me know what else you want to hear. I love getting DMs, emails. Please share with me. Please talk to me. Please speak up. Use your voice. Speak your truth. I want to hear from you. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day wherever you are. Remember to try some of these things out. Try to find yourself in a more present meditative state constantly. Soften your eyes. Soften your gaze. Soften your shoulders. Speak from your heart. Live your truth and just be who you truly are, who you know you are, because I know you know. I love you.